Hey there, everybody. Bob Beatty Bar here, ready to go live with episode one of the podcast. So the working title for this podcast is My Friends Are Amazing. I say working title because I'm still working on finalizing things, but hey, shouldn't let that silly name get in the way of making a podcast, right? Anyway, I'm super excited that the podcast has its first sponsor for the very first episode. How cool is that? Uh, and anyone that sponsors the fo- the podcast will get a live read uh, to start each one of these episodes. Uh, I know there's not a ton of listeners right now, but over time, I think we may get a few. Anyway, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast, reach out to me at, on Twitter at Bootnumlock or send me an email directly, uh, B-O-B at B-A-T-Y dash B-A-R-R.com, Bob at BeattyBar.com. And we can figure out a sponsorship that makes sense. Hey, I'm not looking to quit my day job over this, but um, covering things like hosting and recording fees, that would be great. Um, I actually use a Zencaster to record. Shout out to Zencaster. Uh, anyway, let's get on with our first sponsor read. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Social Imposter, reputation management for social networking profiles. I can already hear everybody saying, Bob, what the heck does that even mean? Let me tell you what Social Imposter is. Social Imposter is a customized service utilizing proprietary technology that finds and mitigates removal of fake social network pages on behalf of a high profile, on behalf of high profile brands, actors, athletes, models, musicians, politicians, military officers, business people, members of the clergy and their management teams. You know what? Since I screwed that up, I'm going to read it again. Social Imposter is a customized service utilizing proprietary technology that finds and mitigates the removal of fake social network pages on behalf of high profile brands, actors, athletes, models, musicians, politicians, military officers, officers, business people, members of the clergy and their management teams. Pretty much if you have a social media profile that you need to be removed because it's a fake Social Imposter can find it. So a huge thanks to Social Imposter for being my first podcast sponsor. And uh, be sure to check them out at socialimposter.com. That's social, S-O-C-I-A-L, imposter, I-M-P-O-S-T-O-R.com. Well, anyway, we have another first today, our first guest. So I met my first guest through um, our mutual involvement with a little content management system called Umbraco. You'll actually find that I have a lot of friends through my interactions with Umbraco, but this podcast is not about Umbraco. This is about the friends that I've met throughout my life. Anyway, according to Andrew's Instagram bio, if you aren't following him, you really should. J underscore Andrew underscore Barta on the Insta, as the kids say. Anyway, on Instagram, his bio says... I believe uncomfortable situations enable growth, not interested in a nine to five, proving you can make a living working from anywhere on your schedule. Mountains emoji, beers emoji, palm tree emoji. Anyway, I think that creates a great jumping off point for our conversation today. So let's get get started. Uh, Well, everyone, welcome to episode one of the podcast and my guest, Andrew Barda. Okay, I think we are live. I am here with uh, Andrew Barda, and uh, he is my very first guest on this very first episode of this very first podcast. And uh, the reason why I wanted Andrew to come on, well, let's just have Andrew. I just used his Instagram via bio. I just stole it. So uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Andrew introduce himself and tell us a little bit about 
who he is and why we're talking today. Go ahead, absolutely. Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. And I do have to say thanks for having me too, because uh, getting to share this with not just you, but yeah, you know, all of your listeners is I'm I'm really excited about it. So thanks for having me on. But uh, essentially, what's going on is I within the last. Well, okay, I've been cultivating a plan for the last uh, better part of a decade, and it's finally coming to fruition, which is really exciting. But I essentially saw a lot of power in a certain like skill set or like a lot of autonomy and what the <clears throat> what the grand vision was was to be able to uh, work and uh, travel at the same time essentially support a lifestyle that you can work from anywhere and on more of your own hours and and all of these sort of like mindsets so that's that's kind of what I'm uh, I'm trying to prove that uh, and then I've got this grand vision that I'm sure that we'll get into over the course of the of the podcast but that's kind of just a, a quick bio of, of what's going on I've, I've spent some time uh, with a few different companies uh, in the past five years and it's all helped me kind of build to where I'm at now okay so so like that, I don't know a pretty vague overview so that's great so that's kind of what you're doing without really even talking about what you're doing yet so that's great but like all right so you mentioned bunch of different companies over five years so like where so who are you how did you get to who you are now absolutely we know that you're andrew and we know that you're doing you're proving some some empowered work thing but let's so who is andrew let's go back to (laughs) let's go back a little earlier Yes, absolutely. So I like this is a solid question. So back earlier, uh, I think this all started in college. So I'll go back to like college. Essentially, went to school for uh, uh, marketing and information systems, and I think that this is a huge part of uh, that every single college kid needs to take into account. At least this is again my my opinion, my two cents is that I think everybody should pursue what they're passionate about, but it should always be paired with a hard skill, something that's like very tangible that you can go out there and get a job right away because it's going to make you marketable so um, that was my philosophy and that was my mindset in college that's what I did I thought marketing was more something like of a soft skill and it's a communication trait and then I paired it with something like information systems which was a little bit more technical and I'm not that technical of a person person uh, but I pushed myself a little bit and that led to uh, an internship at a company called Clearwire so I was there for a little bit and then uh, <laughs> I had stopped working I, I had an internship and then I got back to college one year I think this was like my junior year or something and I ended up working at a dining hall as like a manager and it was um, as you can imagine not as not as exciting as like a desk job not the glamorous marketing job (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I was like cleaning dishes and stuff so that was even as like the the night manager I just ended up doing all the all the like scout work which is not a problem I think that everybody needs to be there but just getting done with like this internship where I like played ping pong all day it definitely was not the highlight of where I wanted to be so uh, from there I essentially oh so here's a quick lesson for everyone Uh, food service everyone should do it but it's not yeah. it's not playing ping pong and was it a paid internship where you were playing ping pong yeah yeah it was it was an at the time a really good paying internship how crazy is that so kids get your degree so you can get paid to play ping pong <laughs> exactly so wait so was it a All double right. major with marketing and tech uh was it management oh. information mis is that what you said yeah, that's what it was. It was MIS Management Information Systems, and it was it wasn't really I don't know. They called it a double concentration. Uh, for some reason, it was like I had two 
or I think it was the same Bachelor of Arts. Like the umbrella was just one Bachelor of Arts, but then it, you normally just have one concentration, and I ended up doing two because I, I was like going through a program too fast, and I wouldn't have had enough credits to graduate or something. So I kind of, I mean, there's a certain amount of I'll call it luck or like serendipitousness that like went into it. Um, but yeah, that's what it was. It was like a, it was more or less a double major. I'll just say that to make it simple. So you went from ping pong playing internship back to school doing the night manager uh food service thing so then then what came next right and i and i should mention as well at that internship it was ping pong because the company like i got the internship and the company was being bought out by sprint so then they were like oh everybody like stop what you're doing so there was a lot of free time that's why the ping pong like sticks in my mind but what i also did with all that free time was that's when like i started um there was a guy ryan drapeau he was another intern and he was like very developer oriented but he essentially challenged me to start thinking in a little bit more like technical mindset so that's essentially what uh, that's how that all came about so i get back to school and i had had a little bit more of a technical understanding because of this other intern that had challenged me uh so with that said i got back to school i wasn't happy with the food service industry and i got in touch with a professor who just so happened to work next to uh like his neighbor was this guy that worked for a tech company and he said well you know i think he was looking for an intern so maybe i could put you in touch and uh he put me in touch and i ended up meeting this this uh and this is an important name but i ended up meeting a gentleman named paul sterling and he is the one that essentially got me a job at uh, a company called umbraco and that's like where all of this why i'd like to think everything kind of started falling into place and like really taking off and umbraco is a content management system i think well and you mentioned this in the intro as well uh, you've got a lot of friends and connections through this piece of software, just like the community around it. But um, essentially, I worked at the HQ for a long time, and it's a Danish-based company. And I had a chance to go live over there, and I learned this piece of software. And they uh, were a small company when I started, so I wore a lot of different hats. I was able to incorporate some of my marketing along with some of the um, along with some of the technical skills that I had learned. And this is really when, like, this whole um, this is when I saw the possibility for my dream like my vision because I was working remote for this Danish company and at the time I was still in college um, but I I kept working for this company once I got out for about a year and a half or two years or so and and I realized I never took advantage of this but I could work from anywhere like I was working in Washington State at the time but everybody I was working with was in Denmark and I was still getting my work done Uh, well of of course like I was doing my day job my nine to five and it almost it was it was kind of soul-sucking to do it from home too it was it's so funny um people used to look at me and be like oh that's so nice that you get to work from home you're so lucky and and it, it wasn't that way it was so funny i would actually um, eventually i'd start going into coffee shops and i would work at coffee shops not from home because i wanted to get out i wanted to like be able to go focus on what i was doing and and one day i was sitting there and i was just and i was just thinking to myself what i could be at any starbucks in the in the world i could be at any like hotel in the world i could be anywhere doing the exact same thing that I'm doing five miles down the road from my house right now. Why am I not taking advantage of that? So funny. I forget so, about how compressed your timeline is and how young you actually are. Because I thought there was going to be like all this lead up. And then you're like, and then I was at Embraco. And I'm like, oh, crap, that's right. That was pretty much bang, bang, college job while you were still there even. So, so funny. Right. Yeah. 
I actually started on Bronco while I was still at school, but it really, I, with that said, like there's a ton of, uh, there's a ton of things that uh, kind of skip over that. In the three and a half years that I was with Umbraco, um, there was a lot of like transitioning periods in there and like different roles and, and different hats that I wore. So like it honestly felt like multiple jobs and, and more than three years of, uh, of time because it was just I was always traveling and all over the place. So it really it was a it was a busy three and a half years, I guess. But yeah, it was pretty much like school and then job. It's funny because you mentioned the, you know, the work from home was soul sucking, I think is what the word that you use. And it's so funny because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people think about that, uh, you know, that work from home lifestyle and, and from the outside looking in, everyone's like, oh, that's got to be so great. And it's really only so great for a very small subset of people because it takes a it takes a weird right. skill set to be able to a pull it off but then also the flip side of that is to not be driven crazy by it you know it's yeah. just it's very interesting that that set some foundations for where you are now well yeah no absolutely and i and i think on top of that too it's not i don't i think people might be mistaken and i don't want to make assumptions for people but it's not the working from home thing i think what they are looking for they see working from home as as the benefit like as the oh i wish i could do that but it's i i don't believe it's that it, it's it's this idea and i think a lot of people my age have this as well that they can get their work done when it's best for them and they wish that that would be their reality they wish that they could do the 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 work that people are expecting of them but on their hours because they think that they could be more efficient at it and then they see being at home as a way to do that but oh yeah no please. you still got to be on that clock for the most part. i mean like that's just, that's the huge cultural shift and i see it happening right. across many industries where you know unless you're in a customer service realm where you have to be available when the customer's available really you're going to be maximizing productivity across the board if you let your workers pick those hours within reason. Exactly. Well, and and within reason and also with results. It has to be results-based. If you're not if you don't have the discipline to actually carry through on that, then it's not something that uh, that would that would suit your lifestyle. And that's not a problem, but it's uh, it's something that I think people need to be aware of because there was times where I caught myself drifting off and you had to be in or, or not being as productive as I would have been if I was in an office. So it's something that um, it, it takes I think a lot of discipline and practice and and uh, self-reflection and all all that stuff to actually be able to to do that thing but i also think my generation has a huge yearning for that or shift cultural shift in just in general i think anybody not just Probably my generation. generation is just ballsy enough to to put it out there and start doing it i think you know a lot of people in the workforce my age look at people like you and are incredibly inspired uh, inc- incredibly inspired incredibly jealous because we never you know grabbed it by the balls and did the same thing but uh, you know like casey is starting to explore that too right now um trying to find employers that are a little bit more flexible and understanding that whole you know his more developer centric you know with the developer lifestyle where you can have long periods of huge productivity but man you need a battery recharge after that and traditional offices just aren't you know for the most part they're not down with that yet, but I see it shifting for sure. Right. Well, and, and my whole thing as well, and I'm not really, it's interesting. There's uh, my, the last two months for me have been a whirlwind and my, my like life direction has changed pretty much like by the day, but it's a good thing. I, I was in, I was excited for that. Um, but my, my 
first objective was this, and this is what I want to get back to eventually, is that it doesn't just have to be a developer, right? Like I looked at this and I said, oh, well, people are going to say you can only do that if you have like this technical computer skill, right? And I don't think that that's the case. I want to prove, I, I want to prove that you don't actually have to have like computer know-how or know how to program or, or code or anything like that to also do what essentially I've been doing. Um, and I haven't proved that yet because I've, I've been helped immensely by this. I think I told you this. I'm working with this um, web agency in Denver called yes. Flyin, and they've given me the flexibility to be able to do that. Um, but but my, my goal is to eventually get to the point where I can do that autonomously. And so that's what I'm trying to prove. And, I'm, and I haven't done that yet. They've been extremely helpful in understanding in the process. Um, but it just came back down to this. I, uh, I, they expect a certain level of production and they've set their expectations and I told them what I think I can accomplish and that synced up. And so it's working for the, for the time being. But the, big, the bigger goal is to be able to create something uh, and essentially have what I call, well, you can either call it passive income or revenue from assets. It's having something that you've created or something that you've invested in or something like that that's returning to you more than your monthly expenses. And it's a beautiful thing for people that are just getting into the workforce because besides student loans, and I realize that that's a big burden for some people, I have them as well, but I can tell you that I had a pretty hefty student loan debt and it's only a couple hundred bucks a month in in like interest payments or not interest payments, but like payment back. Like you've got a very low expense rate for people my age coming out. Like you don't have kids, you don't have a family to take care of. Generalizing here, obviously, because some people do. Yeah. But it's just such an opportunity, I think, because your, your expenses are so low. And even if you do have a kid or a family, like you're just starting off. And and as long as you're not overreaching or overstretching, you you can create the autonomy for yourself to do uh, pretty much to have the flexibility that you want, whether that mean that means that you you get to stay in one state and, and be comfortable because that's like what you want to do. Or if you want to go travel the world, I think that you can do that. But it all comes back down to um, and I'm going off on a little no bit worries, of a tangent no here. Is that all right? I'm going to bring you back in a couple minutes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, my and this is if I were to articulate it in one simple sentence, my goal is to be uh, wealthy. Now I, I want to break that down a little bit because it sounds uh, I don't I don't know it sounds very shallow, but wealthy in my definition is not rich. So rich is like when somebody has a lot of money, and that's all well and good. But I think wealthy, and I'm grabbing this I think from Robert Robert Kiyosaki and like his rich dad poor dad book or whatever, or he or he might have explained a portion of this. But wealthy is when your monthly income from assets. So assets are, well, I'll break that down in a second, but when your monthly income from assets exceeds your, your expenses, does that yeah, kind of I make actually sense? Look at it, the exact flip flopped and I probably just misquoted it from rich dad, poor dad too, but I, uh, I like to live a rich life instead of a wealthy life. And I think you're doing the same thing because you're all about the experiences. I mean, yeah, you got to have, you got to have the day-to-day income to like, you know, make sure that you can keep your cell phone. So when you get lost hiking, you can call somebody or, you know, you got to have <laughs> exactly. a vehicle to get from point A to point B. But yeah, I, I I'm down with the experience right. thing too. Um, so Right. And, and the words, the, right. the actual words aren't the important part. It's exactly what you're saying. Like you can flip the words. You can be rich, not wealthy, wealthy, not rich. The point is that you are 
you're able to create the goal is that you can create assets that are generating income for you that are at least covering your expenses because the moment that that's the case you have all the time in the world like once your expenses are covered let's come back to the expenses part let's go back like three months ago Mm -hmm. all right so my first question like what's not my first question but one of the questions about so were you working at this current position when you started your big western adventure or did you start the western (laughs) adventure and then somehow land the gig no so what happened was i so i was still working for do you care if i go back even further back Okay, so going back to Umbraco, uh, the the Danish company, and I had mentioned, I think I had mentioned that I lived over there for a period of time. So the second half of 2016, I went and I lived over in Denmark, and I worked for this Danish company. Um, and what had happened was they asked me once my six months were ending, they had a plan for me to go to New York and do uh, a more sales role. And, and it was a, like, I, I always say this, it was more than fair of an offer. It was a, like an amazing opportunity, but it was just the first time that I really thought about it. And for whatever reason, I, I like New York, but I just wouldn't want to live there. I'm much more like, much more like Colorado. Uh, Mountains. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, um, so I just I had to turn them down, and it was amicable. Like we, they tried to find a win for me, and I tried to, you know, we really worked on on an, a possible solution. But in the end, we just decided that it was a it was a, a no deal, like a no. It just wasn't going to work. So it was amicable. We parted ways, and they actually helped me start up my own company. So I moved back to the states at the start of 2017. I was here from. Uh, like late December actually is what it was to I was in Washington state specifically from uh, early or late December to like June or something and I was consulting for them they helped me start up a business Uh, I had other clients as well but like they just said we need some time to transition you out because you know we can't just drop your role because I still had some trainings that I was giving in the US and I still had some uh, like these video tutorials that I used to make so they wanted some time to account for that without just dropping me so again amicably part parted ways they helped me start up my company my my contract with them essentially ended at the uh, middle of the year 2017 and I had put money aside in my company that I had started up for those six months to essentially and I was um, pretty frugal in those six months that like I had just started my company so I had set aside uh, more or less funding for myself and I thought that I could well create an asset I keep going back to um, this idea of like an asset and I thought that I could create those or create one of those in the two months that I had given myself of this like what I was calling funding at the time I was self-funding myself uh, to pursue my own my own idea and part of that idea was that I was going to do this from anywhere so I was going to take an idea I was going to travel around the country and then I was going to build out an idea and try to essentially monetize it is is the idea um, so oh, that, so you were looking at an entrepreneurial model at first yeah. well and so okay. it still is it's it totally still is there um that is the overall goal i want to take if i could spend all of my time building out my own whether it's a service or an audience or then there's a lot of different ways that we can get into that you can monetize that sort of thing um but that's what i wanted to spend my time doing and i had given myself funding for two months 
and then even a cushion at the end so that you know I had time to find a job if it didn't pan out so that that's kind of that's like what happened and then people were kind of looking at me funny and they're like you don't have a job and I was like yes correct like I'm doing something on my own like I'm going to try to start something and they said well isn't that a bit stressful and of course it was and um, but things have a way of kind of playing out or or I don't know like it's all about networks right and like having connections and people that you know and um, it just so happens that the night before I left for this big trip it was September or excuse me it was August 31st and I was leaving for this trip to travel around the country on September 1st and I was going to do it for I don't know a few months essentially and I was just going to kind of nomad it and and I was going to spend my time that I had building out my, I'm just going to call them assets at the time. They were essentially, it's a, yeah, I'll just, I'll be vague at the moment, but I was trying to build these assets that would generate revenue. And that's what I was going to do until I got a call at like 10 PM on August 31st from this guy that has the web development agency down in Denver. And he's like, Hey, do you want to do consulting for me? And I told him the situation. I said, I could give you at most 20 hours a week. This would like be my rate. And this is uh, like the situation. Would you still want me to be on board? And, and I was, I don't know. I don't like using the word lucky, but like I was lucky enough that he said, yeah, sure. Like that sounds great to us. You know, we'll have to talk long-term. Uh, that won't work forever, obviously, but like that, that sounds good. And I'd be happy to help you because you're, you know, it was a mutually beneficial agreement. Um, so wait, how did he find you? Uh, him and I had met tons of times. I mean, just so in the Embraco community, as you know, I'm just saying this more for the people listening. Like you, right, right, yeah, right. you run into the same people like years over years over years. And David, that's the the guy that owns the company. He actually his web company um, was at a training that I did like two years prior in Boulder, Colorado. And so he, I had met him there. And even then, he was like, "All right, so like, what's it going to take to get you to come over?" Like when I was training, working for Embraco, and I was like, "Oh, so this was a long." courtship yeah, okay I got yeah. you and I was just like well I'm happy where I'm at like this probably isn't gonna happen and then you know a few years go by and and um, I was gonna reach out to other agencies that I've met over the years and see if anybody else needed consulting work but since he had been uh, talking with me for such a long time and he had and he was so um, like I don't know he was so helpful with essentially what I was doing and like, and okay with that and working with that, that I just, I ran with it and, and he, and it's, uh, so that's what happened. And it was the, it was the night before. I mean, we talked from like 10 PM to, I don't know, midnight or something on August 31st. And then September 1st, I up and left. And then I started working for him, uh, from Starbucks and from wherever I could grab a hotspot and different hotels. Like there's a bunch of funny stories in there, but so you're still in Washington at this point or no, no. So I'm actually down in Colorado at their office right now. Um, so what? It, well, I know that's where you are now. But when he offered on August thirty first, yes. where were you? Yep. August thirty first. I, I was at my parents' house in in Seattle, or in Kent, Washington, and I had had my whole like m route mapped out, and I was leaving the next day, and I wasn't going to have any sort of income, and this just kind of rolled along, and it was a it was a comfortable. It was a, I couldn't pass it up because I was only going to be working, yeah, except he did bump me up to 25. He said, I'm going to have to have you do 25 hours. <laughs> like that's the, that's the least I can do. Otherwise I'll have to like get another developer or whatever role I'm taking on. And I understood that. So I've been doing 25 hours a week, which isn't very much because I can still travel and do what I need to do. All right. So August 31st, yep. you land yourself a job. 
yeah out the, the next day is that yeah. what you're saying yeah the next so day. you ha- so you had a plan yeah yeah so um i had a route i had a whole plan i had a whole uh, i have a toyota tacoma truck and it's got like a rooftop tent on it and what i had mapped out yeah okay wait talk more about the, okay so obviously when you bought the truck did it come with the tent no. or no so these are all like things that you acquired to get ready for this Correct. trip. Correct. Yeah. So I had, this was like a very intentional, but also like very spontaneous uh, decision. And if I'm being honest, and uh, I was this this all this had this trip had multiple purposes. The I would say the main one was to prove a concept that you can work from anywhere while building something, and then like you know, and then and the idea would be to continue that forever. Um, but I also was moving somewhere else because there was a girl that I was interested in. So <laughs> okay, because I was that's got an East Coast flavor yeah, to it. Yeah, right? the girl was in South Carolina. So are you there? Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Sorry, I wasn't sure if my headset cut off again. But um, essentially, I was going to be taking this trip and then also moving my life. So I had like packed up my truck. I was going to live out of my truck. I was also like staying with friends and family along the way. So I had like this whole map route or this this whole route mapped out. And it's actually it's like I'm going to be making I've been video documenting everything. So I'm going to have like a video series once I get a little bit more planted of of the whole journey because it's it's. I don't know. I guess it's my story of of what's going on. So it's and I'm able to share that right now, which I really appreciate. Uh, but I'm I've I essentially also have like a video documentary of everything that happened because it's pretty. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get more than the thirty seconds at a chunk from Instagram. Yeah. There's there's more meat to it. <laughs> yeah. There's, right, there's a lot more meat to it. And there's more to the story. But it was a multifaceted trip. I was going to be building a business on the road, which was like the general concept. I was going to be moving from Washington to South Carolina, and I was also going to be uh, consulting like to, to maintain myself so the consulting was the yep. maintenance and at the same time you're looking at all the most beautiful things <laughs> that the United States has yeah. to offer or at least the, yeah. the West you were also creating these assets that were going to basically help you maintain without consulting i'm I'm trying to i'm digging into the assets i want to know i I thought maybe i thought maybe the truck and the tent and the instagram account i thought like in my mind i was like oh yeah i see where this is going he's gonna build up like fifty thousand instagram you cut out there for a moment could you say it again I said I, I thought like I felt like I knew where this was all going, you know, like that you got the truck in the tent and you were going to do brand building for the truck in the tent and you had this Instagram account and you were going to get, you know, two jillion followers and then sell your Instagram yeah. account and that was going to be your asset. But no, I'm not no. right. I, I mean, kind of. There's a there's an offshoot of that a little bit. But no, that's not the game plan. The the Instagram is actually just pretty much for myself right now. Um, that was supposed to be done in a way that I could monetize it, but it's not like right now it's just for fun and to share my thoughts, I guess. But if I was going to do a, a different Instagram that was going to be a, it wasn't, it wasn't directly going to be a revenue generator, but it was going to be an audience builder and the audience. 
that was the watch nope, one, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, it was gonna be it was gonna, <sighs> it was gonna be the content that I'm putting up on my personal Instagram, but it was going to be for this this brand that I'm creating called Change Enables Growth, and that's the first line that I have on my Instagram that you in, that you bioed or that you introed in my in my bio. And yes. this actually all came. I think you were there. This all came from uh, the, the the speaking engagement that I did in Denver. Yeah, in yep. like May. West yeah, Fest exactly. Speaking, so, and yeah. I realized that how much that carries through my life. And this is just the shortened version of it. Change enables growth. What I really mean by that is that change is inherently uncomfortable, right? Because it's different than what you're used to. Uh, so it's really the the long portion of this or the fullness of this that is like how I'm fervently believing in and like living my life is that uncomfortable situations enable you to grow. And, and that's true in every aspect of your life, whether it be like working out and, and health, you're always uncomfortable when you're running. Your body is constantly telling you to stop. Things are hurting and aching. Literally to build muscle, you're tearing them apart. Like that's not a comfortable process. Yep. And so my whole mindset is that uncomfortable situations enable you to grow. And the same is true in work and in learning. Like you are always the things like when you're not understanding, when you fail, when you break things, that's when you're getting the most out of an ex like an experience, a situation. And I think that you can very quickly get yourself to a much more advanced level, the more uncomfortable you are. Most definitely. So, yeah. okay. So let's go back to uncomfortable. So you leave on September 1st, you have a route, <laughs> right. you have a route, yep. but the route is going from point A and then point B is on the far Eastern end of the United States at, on September 1st. That's the plan, right? Yep. That was the plan. Okay. So then you drive on September 1st. Was there a plan for where you were going to stay the first night or is this all part of I'm uncomfortable from the word go? <laughs> no. Well, um, I had it, I had it somewhat mapped out. I had like destinations along the way. So friends and family that I just wanted to visit because not only did I want to see like the most beautiful places in America, but I also wanted to see friends that had moved away and like my family that lived in other parts of the country and all that stuff. So I actually like, I, I don't know, there's a whole long journey with that. And I could probably spend like an hour talking about all the different destinations, but I essentially went like from Washington East to Billings, Montana. And then I went like down through Yellowstone and then cut back up like around Jackson, Wyoming and like up into Driggs. And then I went down through Nevada over to like Lake Tahoe, cut down like California, down to San Diego, back up to, I don't know, and then back like through Utah, uh, Vegas, uh, and then through Arizona, and now I'm in Denver. So that's like the whole process. So what was your take on Yellowstone? Oh, it was amazing, except those darn buffalo that wouldn't get out of the road. <laughs> But no, it was amazing. It was breathtaking. The If you go look at like my Instagram, I've got that photo of the waterfall that I just so happened to catch at like golden hour. And that was amazing. It's, oh, but I will say this and I need to put this video up on like Facebook or I'll probably put it up on Instagram after, after this video or after this recording, I'm going to put this up on Instagram. Old faithful, right? The geyser. Yep. Yeah, so it was like, it was beautiful, it's majestic, and if you watch this video, it's like me just filming this Old Faithful going off, and then I pan left and pan right, and I'm just surrounded <laughs> by people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was our big turnoff from this summer. We went this summer as well, and, uh -huh. uh, and I liked Yellowstone. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, it's definitely one of the craziest places on the planet with, uh, you know, all the molten and the hot springs and the geysers, but man, the people are everywhere. Yeah, you, it 
honestly takes away from it. Like it, it, I found myself very frustrated at times. Like people just stopping in the middle of the road to take pictures of Buffalo. And it's just like, I don't mean to sound jaded or anything. Cause I try to be a really optimistic person and it's a cool experience. And of course, like they want to take a picture. I kind of do too, but it's overflowing. You got to go in the off season to, to experience it. Well, the part that killed me, I mean, I get it. You never see a Buffalo stop your car, take a picture. Totally right. cool with that. Yeah. But there's places in there where it's like, hey, don't touch this because it's a bacteria mat that is like that dates back to like <laughs> pre anything that we've known. Yeah. And just a number of people that are like, ooh, it feels so slimy and rubbing their hands all that. And I'm like, ah. Like, don't do so, that. Yeah. So yeah. my family, we were all pretty. uh pretty uh, frustrated with that we really enjoyed uh jackson way more oh my gosh the tetons yeah the tetons are amazing yeah so i think that that's what i'm going to give advice to anybody that is thinking about going to yellowstone and let me know if you agree with this just skip yellowstone go south to like the teton national forests and like like see that in the trails that ha- are offered there and then just go look at the Tetons. Like it's so, and I don't know if people look at it together, but like Yellowstone's beautiful, but unless you can get there when there's not a lot of people, it's it's almost not worth your time. Well, I don't I don't mean that. Like, no, I think everyone should do it. I mean, it's yeah. just like you have to get up super early to beat the crowds at Yellowstone. Exactly. We liked, um, we did a couple hikes. We did a Jenny Lake hike mm-hmm. um, that was in the Tetons. And then uh, we did Mount washburn i think it was mm, which was a pretty good yeah it was a pretty i mean it's pretty tall it wasn't i mean it's a really wide no tree trail kind of thing but the jenny lake hike was really good uh i think you stayed um at a place where we stayed it was like right on the edge of a giant like nature preserve mm, there were cabins like stuff. My- i feel like you took a picture recently or posted a picture recently from right where that was and i can't think of Maybe. I think it's near Jackson Lake, though. Or um, Signal Lake. Near Signal Lake, I think. I don't know. Who knows? It was yeah. a whirlwind. We stayed. Uh, we did uh, Yellowstone on our canvas, which was just outside West Yellowstone. Okay. And that was... West uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. But it was uh, glamping. So it was one of those nice canvas <laughs> tents. Oh, uh, yeah, had a, yeah. Had a king-size bed in it, a couple cots, wood-burning stove. <laughs> you guys went all out oh yeah well you know with four or five of us at any given moment it's not really a tent camper's delight <laughs> <laughs> wait and how did you get around how did you oh no we had a truck yeah yeah no we didn't yeah we we had a car because we were did you drive from we were, chicago no we flew into salt lake city and then we drove up from salt lake to yellowstone Okay. Then came back down to Jackson. We can't actually came down to Jackson a couple times. Crazy story with my oldest and his travel plans. But he was coming off of a European tour, so he missed his first flight to Jackson Hole. (laughs) So we were at we were at West Yellowstone. Drove down to Jackson Hole to pick him up, and uh, he missed his flight. So then we had to drive all the way back up to West Yellowstone, uh, and then back down the next day to get him. But we saw a lot of stuff a couple times. So. It was really cool. That's rad. But yeah, and not a bad area. Not. not a bad area to like drive through multiple times. Oh no, you can drive forever <laughs> yeah, and driving back to the airport like 
back to uh, Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. Yeah. You just there's some beautiful stuff between the, here and there. So yeah, it's pretty un, it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you get it, you got to go see it. Everybody like if you have the chance sometime in your life, it's just yeah, I was blown away. So here's a question I had though. So speaking of, uh, I think Arch is in uh, Nevada, right? Yeah, Utah. Utah. Sorry. Utah, yeah. Utah. Yeah. So you camped at Arches. Is that where you backed your truck right into some rocks? Like that was your campsite? No. So that was in that wasn't in Arches. So you can't like stay in the. Well, you can't really stay. You can't camp in the national parks unless you pay. And I've been trying to like do not paying at all. So there's something called right. I don't know. Are you familiar with BLM land? No. What is BLM okay, so land? BLM land stands for Bureau of Land Management. Oh, yeah. And it's essentially, yeah, it's essentially our land. Like yeah, the land. citizens own it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's essentially, there's just like all over the map, especially in Utah around Moab, there's like just tons of BLM campsites. So you just go out there and it's free. And there are some paid BLM campsites that have like like pit toilets and stuff. Um, but the way I've been doing it is I've been finding- pay for that pit toilet. Woo. I know, right? Like super, <laughs> super luxurious, but. Uh, I mean, it's cheap. It's like 10 bucks. Um, but it, what I've been doing, and this is, I got this idea from some other people that I saw on like a blog or something. I got a membership to Anytime Fitness, uh, which it, I was going to ask about I, this. So I'm so glad. Yeah, you did it. No, right. I love this. It's, it's unreal because I've been, so this is what I've been able to do is live on the road for uh, the better part of a month. Well, no more, more than a month at this point. And admittedly, I stayed with people along the way, but I did a lot of camping. And when I was camping, I'm like, I'm a pretty clean person. So I don't like to like sit in my filth, especially when I have to like go work at a coffee shop or something. So I got a, I got a, a gym membership to Anytime Fitness and they've got locations everywhere. And the really cool thing is that you have a key fob and the, and so there, there might not even be an attendant there or like anybody at this gym. And I can walk in there and swipe my little key fob at any time of day and go take a shower, get a workout in or get a workout in, take a shower, like whatever it may be. So I would like, I would camp like 30 minutes into, I don't know, nowhere, right? I would just drive my truck 30 minutes into nowhere, set up my tent, uh, see the most beautiful things like sunsets and all that great stuff. And then the next morning I would drive 30 minutes into town, take a shower, maybe even get a workout in, take a shower. And then I'd go set up at Starbucks and I'd work for eight hours or five actually for, for, for my purposes. But <laughs> like it was, it was whatever it was like, uh, you're, it's just, it's, it amazes me. Oh, and this is the other kicker. I haven't actually done this yet, but like if I needed something shipped to me, I know my route and I'm planning my route. And sometimes I just stay in a place longer if I like it. Um, and so I'll have something either shipped to like Amazon lockboxes Cause that's a thing now. So you have like an address too, like you or the post office. You can get stuff sent to a post office or like a hotel. Like you can essentially, it's just crazy in this day and age, the amount of things that you can do without a home. Like it's just nuts. Wait, so go back to the Amazon lockboxes. That's if you're getting something from Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You couldn't just have. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, they just sell these. You can get a lockbox in one of those yellow boxes and it's, you can use just like your key fob. I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it has to be from Amazon, but I buy like 90% of my stuff from Amazon. So exactly. Yeah. So you, you I'm thinking you did work out most of those days when you showered. 
Yeah, most days. Why? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, because you said, well, you know, maybe sometimes it's going to work out, and I'm, I'm thinking you're pretty regimented with your working out. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing that I. Uh, yeah, this is going to be more on it too. Uh, the the one that I wanted to like actually start an audience for, the change enables growth one is I wanted it to be slightly fitness oriented, and I took like, I don't know, it sounds it's, it's like kind of silly, but I took like before photos, like before I left, and then I've been on the road, and so I've been trying to run as much as possible and like work out as much as possible so while i've been traveling working like doing essentially everything that i can imagine uh i've also wanted to get in shape and so i've been doing that as well and that was all gonna uh, well it not was that's still part of my game plan i think that that's all gonna be a a strategic thing that i build out in the future to show um you know i already have all the content i just have to like curate it and get it out over time so how's the eating thing go though? Cause technically, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, you're pretty much living while on vacation and vacation is notoriously like awful for eating. What do you mean? Like, like unhealthy? Like when people, when people go on vacation, it's like, Ooh, cheat day, cheat day. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have this thousand calorie dessert cause I'm on vacation. So you're like living on vacation. So how does that work? Right. So I guess it's like a contextual thing. I don't see it as vacation. And that's actually really funny because my folks said that too. They're just like, you're living vacation like daily. And I was like, it's not vacation. Like this is my life. Like this is what I've chosen to do. And I want to maintain this as long as possible. Cause this is like, this is what everybody is like, Oh yeah. Travel as much as you can, like all that stuff. And especially while I'm young and like, I can, I can like run and stuff. Like I still have my knees and I still have like all that stuff. But, um, it's essentially, uh, it's just structured. Like I'm not able to, in the morning I'll have like a protein shake and a cliff bar. Right. And then for lunch I'll have like, I'm a huge, I love Chipotle, which is like pretty, it's like, it's not that unhealthy of food. And then same thing with like, I don't know, I'll go to Subway and get a salad or something instead of like, and it's cheap. Like this is all cheap food, uh, relatively. Right. Um, and then I also, I like buy eggs. So like when I'm camping, I'll like make some eggs in the morning. Sometimes if I don't do like a protein shake and a cliff bar, and then for dinner I'll normally I don't know I'll cook up some chicken or something or or if I'm staying with somebody like we'll go out and it's just like uh, I don't know it's just eating right but it's not vacation it's just but you don't but you don't keep a lot of food in your truck is what I you're keep saying. a lot of non-perishables in my truck but I also do have a cooler like one of those like roto mold coolers I've got like an orca it's like a yeti more or less so I keep like I keep meat in right. there for a couple of days if I know I'm going to be out camping with, and like not staying with somebody for a while so what's the longest number of days that you did like straight camping when you were on the trip? I think six when I was in, I was in St. George, Utah for a bit. Uh, for, and I've got like, I've met a bunch of people along the way. So, uh, I think I, I think I, in St. George, Utah, it's just outside of Zion. Uh, I loved it there and I found this spot that was just unreal like up on a hillside and stuff so i stayed there for i think a total of six days not that one spot but like in the region for i don't know two it was like three nights in one spot and then three nights in another spot and was that all blm land yep yeah all of it sweet didn't pay didn't pay a dime for any of that and then it was actually pretty funny after i got done in zion i I did. I ended up going to Moab, and the first night I was in Moab, I just got a hotel because I'm like, because it was six nights out, and I was just like, I just wanted like a, a a bed and like to walk on the floor without having my feet all dirty, right? Little road weary. So, little road weary. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I wasn't staying with anybody until I got to Denver, and I wanted to explore Moab for at least a couple of days. So I was like, I'll get a hotel, and I had points. I didn't, I didn't spend any, or I think I split it between points and dollars. But essentially, it's just like I used points, and I got myself a little refreshed, and then I went back to camping for the next five days or something, six days nice. again, maybe in Moab. Yeah, because Moab, there's a ton to explore between arches and and uh, Canyonlands. Yeah, they actually, they actually have one of those uh, under canvases at uh, Moab, so I think that's on next oh, on our list too. I totally know what you're talking about. I drive past. I know. I drove past that. It's like Moab under canvas. It's like the yep. title of it. Okay. Yep. I know what you're talking about now. Cool. All right. So you got the camping. You're you're eating, <laughs> you're eating well. So all right, wait, yeah. I did have a question about the tent. So uh-huh. did, so you bought the truck, or did you have the truck? I had so I had the truck and this is so stupid I'm, I don't know why I did this I bought a truck I moved to Denmark last year right right I bought the truck before I moved to Denmark oh. so before I moved to another country I bought a vehicle like why I don't know well there's a reasoning behind it it was a used so I bought it in 2016 and it was a used 2016 Toyota Tacoma so it was used but it had 5,000 miles on it and right. the price of it got dropped down like seven grand and it was like brand new and I, or it was like six grand that, that was a hyperbole or an exaggeration but it got dropped down a bunch and I was just like you know what like I'm either going to be making payments on my Subaru which is what I had at the time or I could make payments on this truck so I bought the truck and then I moved away from it for seven months or whatever and then came back did somebody drive it while you were gone I had my buddy the buddy that that was with me and convinced me to buy it uh, was actually the one that like took care of it because he had just bought a new Toyota Tundra as well so he like he took care of it and washed it and uh, I think gave it an oil change change or something when I was gone. So when did you get the tent? So the tent was, um, it, it was actually my, this, the same buddy that bought this other truck. I was, I was living with him when I got back to the States and when I got back to Washington and he was really into like this thing called overlanding, which is what that tent lifestyle is, right? Where you put a tent on your truck or SUV or whatever. Um, so he was really into that and he had the tent and then we actually were going to go on this big trip down like to, this is before I left, but we were going to go on this big big trip down to like all the places I'm just talking about the Grand Canyon arches Zion like Bryce all these things and that's actually the trip that I went on two weeks prior to leaving in September that inspired the rest of this so it was a two-week period yeah so and I rented the tent from another one of his friends and then before I left like it just everything started falling into place he's like hey do you want to buy my tent and I was like yeah sure thing and then from there I was like surprise I'm also moving like I'm gonna live out of this for the next two months and stuff and he's like oh okay cool like this works out really well so that's how that all happened and so then like the tent has a platform obviously up off the ground right yeah and then did you have like a like a roll mat or like what did you sleep on oh well the tent has a platform but it also has like a mattress in it oh sweet yeah, that's why that's actually where most of the size comes from. So it's just like two aluminum sheets that are like stacked on top of each other. And then essentially like imagine, I don't know, like a piece of paper folded in half and then unfold it. And then like there's a mattress sandwiched in between there. So it just unfolds and then you've got a mattress and it's like nice. crazy. Yeah. And then I put extra foam pads in there too. And it's pretty, it's like, it's pretty darn comfortable. And it would sleep too pretty easily. Oh, very easily. Yeah. It's, it's roomy. I have like, it's, it's probably equivalent to like a, in between a double and a queen, I think. Nice. Well, maybe a double. It's probably the size of a double. 
huge. Perfect. And it folds up and you just go. Yeah. And it's, and honestly, so there were some nights too, where I was so tired. I like pulled into a camp spot and it was like pitch black and I don't know. I didn't feel like setting it up. So I just like slept in the cab of my truck too. Like I just put all the seats down and then just like sleep there. And then I wake up and it's fine too. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of dark out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like really dark. It's, it's, there's sometimes where it's like, uh, it's pretty terrifying, but you just gotta, you know, be smart, use your head. At least you're above the ground. So, I mean, a exactly. bear would have to climb. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. I, I was, the guys in the office are taking off and I just, they were checking if I had a key cool yeah i can't wait to we got to get to that part of it too but i want to get <laughs> i want to i want to jump to this part next so we you kind of mentioned this the the end destination was the east coast so <laughs> how did that and when did that change yeah so i actually met up with the the gal in las vegas um and, and you guys got married no, that's yeah. not how that ended. <laughs> and we're married now. Yeah. Um, no, no. So we met up and, and it was a great time and everything. And, um, and she was there actually for work. And so that's why I went to Vegas is cause she was there for work and, um, and she had a hotel and stuff. So I, she, she let me stay with her. And, um, so I stayed with her for like three days or whatever. And we weren't really sure, you know, that, that whole thing was like up in the air. Um, but we just kind of let it play out and then it didn't really pan out and, uh, so then I decided that I wasn't actually going to move to South Carolina, like after all that. And then I was on the road and that was no longer my destination. So I had to figure out what to do next and where to live next. So that was the next part. So where to live next. So at that point you had, you had no idea where you were going to end up. Yeah. But that, but that's like a beautiful part of it. Like it kind of sucked that something wasn't working out with like a relationship. Right. Cause you, you always hope for the best, but, um, but it also is kind of liberating. Like I'm, my whole life is in my truck. I've been living from anywhere. Where have I been that I like and where do I want to set up shop? So, you know, I can, I can, and I'm, I, I'd like to think of myself as like pretty outgoing and I like the challenge again. It's pretty uncomfortable to like set yourself in a, in a place where you don't really know anybody and like you have to start over. Um, but I really like that almost challenge to it. Right. So, so wind up somewhere and, and, and make new relationships and build new like friendships and, and work associates and all that stuff. So that's like kind of where I was at. Very cool. Yeah. So right now you're in the, are you still in the winter park condo? No, no. So I, we were just there for one night. Uh, I'm back at uh, the office and the office for the guys that I'm working with, like uh, the name of the company is Fyan or Fyan.com. I, I don't know how they brand it, but essentially they have like a, they, the, the workspace is like also zone is like a residential area. So they have like, the workspace has like full baths and like a Murphy bed and a kitchen and like all this stuff. So I could stay here if I wanted to, but I actually have a friend in uh, in Denver right now who I've been staying with. And she's a friend from college who works at Lockheed Martin. And she just so happens to have an extra room that she's willing to like rent out to me month by month. And I'm like working with these guys. So anyway, so all this stuff's like literally currently just kind of falling into place. Which is exciting. Nice. So it's wins all around because she's getting a renter out of the deal too. So right, exactly. 
And oh, and I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I wasn't necessarily going to stay in Denver. I was, well, and I'm still not. So I'm not. I actually just had to talk with David. David's the guy that owns Fine. Um, but he likes my, uh, I don't know, the vision of what I'm trying to build. And he, um, he essentially understands that my priority is autonomy. Like my thing is that I want to be able to work from wherever, whenever, and as long as the, the results are happening, uh, then that's what we both have agreed is the, is the important part. So I'll be in Denver for the time being, but not forever. So what's next? Where, not what, where, where's next? So I'm actually going <laughs> to, I'm actually going to go back up to Washington. Um, I'm going to, cause snowboarding season's coming around. So I'm going to stay in Denver for snowboarding season. Uh, and the guys at this office also have like a, have you been, have you been to their, their cabin? No, I had to go home, so I didn't get to. I didn't go out there. Yeah, well, after US Fest. Yeah, no, and I didn't get a chance then either. And I totally underestimated this place, but it's like right at the foothills of it. Anyway, so so and um, they're they're pretty open about like you can go up there if you want, just like you know make sure to take good care of it. And and if I got a season's pass to this place, like anyway, so I'm making I'm ranting at this point, but I'm gonna go back up to Washington, grab all my snowboarding stuff, and then drive back down, stop by, and see my family in uh, in. Idaho again because they work at the ski resort there. It's uh, Targhee Targhee Mountain. It's like the backside of Jackson. It's on the other side yeah. of the Grand Tetons. Yeah. So like they work there and I'm going to go like they said that this the anyway. So I'm going to like I'm going to continue my road trip essentially. Like I'm not done with my my trip. I was supposed to go to the East Coast and I don't have like closure on my trip yet. So I'm actually going to drive back up to Washington and then and then come back down here, start my lease probably stay put for like a few months and then i think i'm gonna go to san diego i think that's my game plan so have you not been to san diego before or have you i have been and i actually have so my college my college roommates deployed right now and his wife is over in uh san diego and so she has they just bought like a house too and i swung by there and like uh, cody my college roommate his little sister was down there too so like i don't know it's it's kind of like a second family to me honestly um but they're down there and so i was thinking and she has an extra room and i'm sure that she would be happy if i went down there and um like rented that out from her for a few months so like i'll probably be in denver for a few months and then san diego for a few months and and then from there i, I don't know we'll see what happens you're setting a really high bar for yourself you're kind of picking off the most beautiful places right away <laughs> yeah of course you're gonna have to you're gonna have to head like to other exotic non-us destinations yeah so you've got copenhagen <laughs> for almost a year right yeah yeah and then you've got denver and then san diego mm-hmm. i mean and then i my Miami before it falls off into the ocean. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I love. I, I've never been down to. I've never lived in Florida, and I there's. I mean, it's beautiful down there. So maybe I'll go work over there for a bit. South Beach is pretty crazy. You'd like it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So anyway, that's all. That's all good stuff and and exciting. But I'm not. I'm not really sure beyond those. Those are the two spots that like I kind of like I know will work just fine. And I'm having conversations with with David and, and the guys at Fine to um, to. Well, I don't want to. This is all like in the works, so I don't want to look at you treading so carefully. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all. This is all like current stuff, so I don't want to like speak before like i don't want to uh say anything that isn't gonna pan out 
as right. I'm seeing. So you yeah. say, so you say, what we're thinking yeah. and what I'm working on right. is, yeah. And so what we're thinking is, is David wants to bring me on full time. He realizes that my priority and what I want to do is, is have like an ownership and a stake in something and build something. Uh, and he wants to uh, leverage that and he wants to give me that autonomy and the flexibility to work from anywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm almost considering merging ideas, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop my own idea. Like I, right. yeah. So, right. yeah. So anyway, that's kind of, that's the exciting stuff there. So are we going to get any more inkling on like what these ideas are? Yeah, or is it yeah. still like really under wraps? No, no. I'll talk about that like endlessly. I, I could talk about this. And this is where that word assets come into play. What exactly is an yes. asset? Yeah. So um, an asset is is multiple things. And I'm trying to, I, you know, I've written them down. I'm, I'm wondering if I have all my... Um, all of them off the top of my head, but an asset could be something like like a housing, right? Like real estate is a, is an asset. It's something that's going to return value right. to you, but not in the sense of like, um, not in the sense of like you bought a house and that's your asset because I mean it's going up in value, sure. But I'm talking like rental properties, like things that are returning. Right, you have to buy it and rent it out so you get an income from right, it. Right, exactly, and that's way too big for me. Like I'm I'm just some 25 year old who does not have the capital for that. Um, the other thing would be like stocks, trading stocks, and, and investing. That's all. Those are also assets, right? Uh, so apparently, Bitcoin had a huge day today. I guess, yeah. Bitcoin is like what a crazy concept. I was just talking with the guys about that, and it's apparently like you mine for coins by like solving math problems. Like, did you? Did you know that? Uh, I don't know. It's like a hardware thing. Like I've seen people with giant rigs that I think they're just combing data to find like fractions of bitcoins that are unclaimed. I think is what the deal and is. The Bitcoin. But I'm I'm talking completely yeah, out of my head. I don't right know. Now. It's crazy. That's I'm sure that's a bubble, but uh, whatever. So maybe I should get somebody who knows a lot about Bitcoin as a guest in the near future because sure, I'd love to hear more about. Yeah, I'm that. sure a lot of people would be interested in that. That would be really. Cool. I'd listen. I'd listen to everything that you're going to do, of course, but that would, that's like something that captivates me. You better listen. Of course I will. Which by the way, I want to pivot just slightly off me for a second and and ask you about this. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, I think that this is fantastic. And you're like the, you're like the, the person to do this essentially the way that I, I don't know. When you first asked me to be on your podcast, I had imagined that you had like already this network of podcasts that I didn't know about and like, and all these episodes already done. And then I listened to your intro and it just sounds like I'm just, I'm very excited for what's going to go forward with your podcast. I need a hobby. So, uh, yeah. my kids are getting older and everybody kind of does their own thing. And, uh, I have a lot of free time all of a sudden and <laughs> I don't want to, uh, bury it with work. I mean, right. you can only exercise so much in a day without killing yourself. And exactly. you, know, you got some reading time, you got some meditation time, and then all of a sudden you have time to do something creative. And this is kind of going to be my creative outlet. And, you know, like, as you know, uh, Warren and Pete and I have played with trying to do this a couple of times and there's some lost audio that I'm sure will make its way to the internet one day, but, uh, uh-huh. I figured it'd be easier to try to like slate it on my time, pick my guests and, you know, just like in development, one of the hard things about development <laughs> is naming things. And it's kind of like, right. what's going to be my thing? What's, what is going to be the content of the podcast? Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm really not a content expert in anything. And I was like, but you know, and then I was remembering quotes and stuff like that. And 
one of them was, you know, you're the, your personality is the sum of the, you know, like the five closest people to you or whatever that exact quote is. And I was like, wait right. a minute, I know a lot of really kick-ass people and I think they're kick-ass because, you know, fill in the blank. And I'm like, I wonder if other people would find that interesting. And I'm yeah. like, so I start cataloging this list and, you know, just, just of happenings like in the past 10 days, you know, like you with your exploration and taking on this new thing and, you know, got Kevin Jaswesky, who is also trying to explore personal brand building and, and just like all the people and people that you and I have in common that we just know, yeah, you know, that have done really crazy things. And they've also done other creative things outside of what we know about them. So right. it just seems like, you know, I have a buddy from high school. He's going to be a guest probably like two from now, but he's just done everything. You know, he's, he doesn't know a lick about software yet. He's launched three massive software projects. <laughs> I um, that. That's so cool. He, he's worked for the government, you know, and he's, he's done some really like spooky stuff. And so <laughs> he's going to be, and I've known him since we were sophomores in high schools. So that's going to be like a multi-part, like he'll probably be a recurring guest because there's just so much stuff there. But, yeah. you know, just going down the list, you know, I go through my Twitter followers and there's a story behind like every one of my Twitter friends, every one of my real life friends, every one of my high yeah. school friends. So and one of the things that I'll ask you at the end, like who's one person that you know that you'd love to hear on the podcast and, you know, kind of tell me why. And I might yeah. go seek that person out and be like, hey, Andrew said you'd be cool to talk to you. And here's why. Would you come on the podcast? So I look at it this way. I'm going to have a great time talking to people that I already know. I'm going to have an opportunity to possibly meet new great people through this. So, and I get to grow and it's honestly, it's uncomfortable a asking people to do it. So it's kind yeah. of dovetails right back to, you know, you gotta be, and I totally believe it too. You have to stretch yourself. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to like get to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't really matter what that level is, you know, any, any change that you make that you, you know, initiate or any change that happens to you that you roll with, you're going to grow yep. from it. Exactly. So, and I think that's a big part that's missing too, is like, you know, sometimes this change is thrust upon us and we didn't really talk about any like, you know, sad things or hard challenging, which I don't think we're going to, I think we're, we're okay there, but, uh, you know, sometimes I mean, you get into you and you got to roll. Yeah. I don't know if you're like what your, what your time frame is, but like, I'm more than happy to go into well, pretty much anything. I'm an, I'm an open book as, as much as I, well, for the most part, except for like literally current events that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's okay though. I think I, I think I, there might be some reoccurring guests and I think instead of like throwing it all on the table and, and taking like two hours of people's time, I think we're probably sitting at just over an hour here. So I think, uh, I think it might be time to ask that question about who do you think would be good to be on here? It could be somebody that we both know. It could be somebody that I don't know. Well, okay. I know that this is like, it's got to be within reason, of course. Right. Well, yes. It's not one of those living or dead people kind of thing, well, well, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be a stretch too. I mean, I if we could find a, if we could find a six degrees of separation or one degree, there could be a connection made. Well, it's not even somebody that does it have to be somebody that you or I know, like personally, or that I just know of. Well, we kind of have to get there. You could do a know of, and we could see what we could do. Well, okay. I, I think that the person. Throw your know of. It sounds like okay. you have a person in mind. So yeah. Well, and I didn't. It's gonna come out of the blue because I didn't. I didn't really like mention this guy at all. But his name's Pat Flynn. Have you ever heard of him? 
uh, depends on how you spell his last name and tell me a little more about him because I do know a Pat Flynn. Well, I don't think, well, I, I wouldn't imagine it's this guy. I think you spell it P-A-T-F-L-Y-N. N? Okay, mine's mine's an I N N. Okay, so yeah. but no, this is a guy. He this is kind of like where these ideas stemmed from. He's one of the guys where these ideas stem from, and he runs like this website called Smart Passive Income, and it's all about these like assets that I'm talking about. And he's, I mean, he's a pretty he's pretty big scale, but he's also very personal. And you know, I've had a few email threads with him and stuff. So it's not like he's so big that he's un he's not like some icon or figure. But in any case, that was the guy that first came to mind just because he um well, I think anybody listening should at least go check out his like he's pretty captivating on what he does. He's essentially trying to he's proved what I am trying to prove, but more in like a mine's more tailored to I think honestly millennials as opposed to uh his audience i'm not sure what his audience is but it's just the whole idea i'm definitely going to check him out yeah. I'm definitely going to check him it's, out uh, it's pretty cool so i don't know that would be amazing i think that you and him would have just the most riveting conversation and he does podcasts and and uh he's the one that got me started on all that all that uh like my whole kick i guess that i'm on so that's that's maybe one that's that's a, a bit of a stretch but somebody, somebody that I think that you should absolutely have on who I would love to hear and I know is attainable. And I don't know if you've already thought of this person or if you're close with him at all, but Rune, Rune Strand over in Denmark. Uh, Runa. Runa is, I mean, he is the most, arguably the kindest person I've ever met in my life. Like the most, like I'll give you everything that I have if that's what you need. And he, just one of the all-around best people, and his mindset on everything is—he uh, would be a really cool person to hear perspective on on things, and also—and he's got an insane uh, life story too. He's like traveled around. He like worked in the Middle East for like two years, and he worked in like Greenland or something for two years. And yeah, anyway, he's Ooh. yeah, he's, he's all right. That's another one for you. He's definitely he's definitely one that at least is a much easier intro. But I'm feeling challenged by Pat Flynn now, so maybe I'll see if I get a few more ears, maybe uh, get a few more listeners, maybe he'll be intrigued to do Absolutely. that. All right, so we didn't really get into the assets. Let's let's uh, let's focus on that for the next one. So I'm going to ahead and make you commit to do another one of these in a in a few yeah. weeks, maybe maybe give you a couple months. Well, We'll get a snowboard season update. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was just going to say this. Uh, the two assets that I did – sorry, and I, and I won't drag this on too long. The two assets that I mentioned no, – no, The two ahead. assets that I mentioned are the ones that I am not – that's that's like the those are the, the the one day type assets those are the i need to build to that but the beautiful part is that the assets that i'm considering and that i'm talking about are more uh they're attainable because they have no startup costs they have no investment except our time our time being anybody that wants to do this and it's not like a it's it's your it's, there's no hour like it's a totally independent thing i want to prove that anybody can do it on your own right right but you can build this asset and i'll just give a quick hint one of those hints has to do with an audience if you can build an audience then you can build a revenue stream hmm. i might have to have you on just so i can learn how to take this thing farther <laughs> yeah 
it's uh that's that's where it gets really interesting and i'm excited to talk with you about that maybe to a later date yeah no definitely let's set that up for the next one because that gives us a jump off point that's cool all right that's great it's that's where i could talk like again forever so that's where it gets really really exciting and that's like kind of those are the ideas that actually started this this whole thing and then everything that we talked about was just like happenstance like that's what life kind of offered and i went with well, very cool. So if you had to like just wrap it up for you personally, what would you have to say here? Uh, I would see, I would say be grateful. Like I, I'm on that kick right now. Things don't always go. And you kind of touched on this. Um, things are either, you either deal with things that come your way or you try to position yourself to make things happen. Right. But life just kind of, it, it just happens around you and you can, there is like a way to, to move through a situation and there's a way to look at things in the bright side, whether it be in your relationships or in your job or anything, like everybody is capable of making that own, like their own, um, like dreams a reality god that sounds cliche but i really mean like like the way the fuel for that is to not be pessimistic to not look at the negatives but like there is so much positivity even in situations that you first off like may like maybe hurt you right and the thing that what comes to mind right now is like a relationship when a relationship ends you can either sulk about it or you can move on right and there's there's bright sides to all that like you, you don't dwell and like pity yourself like that you will find energy in like in looking at all the good things in life well i'll tell you what that you're not going to get any more uncomfortable than the end of a relationship and by golly it certainly makes you grow in the end <laughs> exactly yeah but it's the same thing with whether it be work or yeah any i mean anything in life well very cool yeah. i think on that we will tell everyone to look for the bright stuff and until <laughs> next until next time so, wow, that was pretty great. Uh, thanks to Andrew for coming on out and uh, helping me record my first episode. And a uh, big shout out to socialimposter.com for being our first podcast sponsor. If you've got social media accounts and you're worried about people having fake accounts, socialimposter.com, they're the people you need to reach out to. Thanks again to socialimposter.com. <laughs>